Excited this week, we have a trio of mm. amazing women here. Yeah, oh we have God. the ladies from Well, This Sucks, the podcast. Uh, you can find it on Feral Audio. And yes. uh, <laughs> their names are Danielle Hernandez, Heather Higginbotham. Hey, did I, I just said it right and then I said it wrong. No, you did said I? it right. Okay, thank God. <laughs> oh, I was so nervous. <laughs> and uh, Tana Hamilton. Um, we're so stoked. They've been BFFs for over a decade. Um, we're big fans of their podcast. They're fascinating, vivacious women. Mm. And they're from Florida. 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 <laughs> In the house. We yeah. seem to find each other, the Floridians. Yeah, it's true. We do find each other out here. It's good. There's so good. many. There it's are. Kind of ex- you're like an exciting trio because... No, no offense to Heather, and I say this as an actor myself, but you're not all actors. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just like, what? Really? You know it. Which is cool, <laughs> which I feel like is rare. Um, but uh, briefly about the, each of you, Heather, you are an actor, comedian, which is something to be proud of. I try to tell myself every morning. I tell myself that too. Yeah. <laughs> How's it going? T- telling yourself it, not the acting, okay, but like good. feeling <laughs> confident about it. Oh God. Please don't ask me how it's going. No, no, I'm right with you. Um, so like, what have you been in? What yeah. The... Like everything you've seen in the theaters, definitely yeah, yeah, is yeah, what yeah, I answer right. with. Like, yeah. You know, Jennifer Lawrence? That's me. Uh, yeah. Right? <laughs> I'm, also, I'm also Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, I'm my also God. Jennifer, oh, my yeah, God. We're the same person. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> our movie looks, our new movie looks crazy. It does. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, what a, working with Darren. 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 Our, Darren our, boyfriend, our new boyfriend, Darren. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is he yeah. our new boyfriend? He's our new boyfriend. For real, though? I think. Is Jennifer Lawrence dating? Yeah, I think so. I know that because yeah. I am Because you are her. And we are we she. We are she. Great. <laughs> good. Yeah. Good, 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 good. I thought good. Darren was married to an actress. Well, now he's dating Jennifer Lawrence. Wait, are you being serious? Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. How am I the only one that knows this? How do I not know this about Darren? What do you guys me? do at work? <laughs> <laughs> not googling the right shit. No. <laughs> God. <laughs> um, but but you're at the UCB, which I've yeah. been through UCB. UCB is awesome. So tell us a little bit what you're up to at UCB. Oh, um, I had a show yesterday that went well. We did a murder murder mystery improv, mm. which was cool. Fun. Um, had Harold auditions. Did you guys audition for that? No, but I know someone who did, and it sounds miserable. And I, I've done it in the past, but <laughs> not. it's been a number of years since I've done it. But. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, next year. Going to get them next year. spirit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Uh, cool, cool. Uh, Danielle Hernandez is an avid cross-stitcher, calligrapher, and overall crafter. Uh, she has a tattoo of a clothes hanger on her hand, which marks Show her time them. in fashion and visual merchandising, so you don't need to ask. <laughs> uh, so I won't ask. <laughs> tell well, you can. Them. Yeah, tell them. Tell us. Tell them. them. Tell them what? Why I got a hanger tattoo? Yeah! Right. <laughs> because I, well, I used to work uh, at Forever 21. Uh, Nuh-uh. Uh, yeah. Uh, just in the retail side, uh, did visual merchandising, visual manager. It was like five years of my life. Uh, and I also studied visual merchandising too, 
but I kind of stepped away from that when I moved here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really funny. I think one day I was out with Tana, and like I think at least three people asked me about my hair oh <laughs> all the time. And Tana was the one that wrote that. <laughs> I was like, Let's love it because I was like feeling for her, and it's of course it's well intentioned, and no one knows that. And I mean, it's, it's a like tattoo on my you, hand, exactly. You know, when you get a tattoo, for it, so yeah, but yeah. We saw saw it, and it's pretty fucking cool. That's true. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Uh, Tana Hamilton, her entire biography is ceramics. (laughs) But I got really excited, because as we talked about before this started, my boyfriend, both of his parents are ceramicists, so uh, it's rad. It's fun. It's a fun, yeah, challenging skill. For you, is it more about the creation process or are you in it for the product? Like what what drives you to do it? The creation process. I don't like anything I make. <laughs> See, his so his dad is that way. His dad breaks almost everything he makes. Yeah, it's therapy. <gasps> yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's Do you cool. break stuff, Tana? Oh, yeah, you have to. Dude, she tries yeah, to throw the process. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, Heather <laughs> steps in. She literally Shh. jumps in front of <laughs> anything I try to break. <laughs> it's true. She's like, ah, that's this is trash. I'm like, no, <laughs> no it's this beautiful. is glorious. It's a beautiful fertility statue, <laughs> and I'm taking it. <laughs> like, it's trash. It's garbage. <laughs> so I'm collecting all of her trash ceramics. That's a great so supporter. I'll collect your fertility it. statues. I'm going to have to pray mm. to them in the yeah. not too distant future. So, <laughs> oh, for real? Uh, for real? As we check, we trek up that hill toward 40. <laughs> just, as we, just as we we stare down aging. That's all. True. Um, true yeah, I don't have a boyfriend, so it's going to be a while. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, we ask everybody who comes on the podcast if you are a feminist and why or why not. It's our first question to everybody. Um, you guys can answer simultaneously or one by one, however mm. you like. <laughs> Let's do simultaneously. And go. Okay. Are we feminists? Yeah. 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 Yes. We, we are female and we are empowered females. Yeah. I like to think. But I think it all stems from that and Feel where like we are in the world right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. The short answer is yes. Um, you know, there's struggles because I'm like, you know, you get on online and you there's so many mixed emotions or so much information. And I'm like, I don't know how to feel mm. <laughs> about this. I'm angry. But am I being, am I, is it okay to be angry? I, I don't know if that makes sense. My mother's in yeah. town. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's messing with my perspective Fair. too. Um but I think it's more so, as far, I can only speak for myself, but more so dealing with these issues on a personal level and just figuring out your place in the world and and not so much as, like, on a larger scale because that can be very right. taxing to think about. So I think the you have more control in your own life and... That's kind of where I stand at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. get that. Um, I, my mentality is always, I just always think I can do things by myself. Mm. Um, and I don't need anybody else to like really help me. Um, and I think feminism um, is just, you know, the women, strong women, believing that we're just as equal and have every right as a man does. Like... And we should be treated equally and in that manner. And um, 
I think my girls would agree with me in that mm -hmm. aspect as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's definitely been a personal journey, like realizing that like I am just as capable, which is you know something I resent. Like, how, why was I? Yeah, why did I think I was the less fact that you than capable. The fact that I had to like get arrive yeah. at this and like I'm I'm not the springest chicken, you know. Like finally here <laughs> and still got ways to go. Um, you know, to just even realize, like, to just develop my own confidence and, like, and, like, stop apologizing. I probably apologized mm. ten times in the car so today much. on the way over here. I yell at her all the time. She does. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> in a nice way. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously. But, like, you know, I am grateful to Tana and Danielle for, like, being like, don't apologize. Don't apologize. And they do that for real mm -hmm. on the regular. That's some good friendship. <laughs> That is very good friendship, I agree. Well, let's not beat around the boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I was really proud of that pun earlier I, today oh, when I came up with it. Oh, my God. You should be. You should be. It's really good. Thank you so much. <laughs> that, that is really good. I actually, yeah, I was like, Oh, you can oh. use it anytime you want. Yeah. We're gonna give you. <laughs> if you want it to be your tagline, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when we to welcome to the clam. Yeah. Yeah. When we use couldn't it, already realize we love anatomy puns. Yeah, boobs yeah. and clams. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We love female bodies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, tell us about your podcast. So, listeners, uh, these three ladies are the what is the co-host? But like, what is it with three? Right. Oh, Tricoast. Tri 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 Tricoast. Tri 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 the Tricoasts. Uh, the tri they're a triad. Uh, the triad, triad. Of, the tr of Well This Sucks tri podcast. Yeah. I guess a uh, trio is normal. Trio. <laughs> um, uh, I like Tricoast. <laughs> Tricoasts. Tricoasts. Can you tell us about the the just really shitty inception of your really awesome podcast. Oh, <laughs> thanks. Yeah. Well, um, we started getting into podcasts around the same time, which was just earlier this year, before um, the before Danielle's diagnosis. Like, you know, we were our friend Haley, who lives in New York, was like you got to listen to this podcast and you got to listen to this podcast, you know, uh, then, um, Danielle's diagnosis happened. I don't know. And it occurred to me and I've produced other things before web series, you know, I'm sure we all have sketches, et cetera. And, I, and, um, after Danielle's diagnosis, I was like, I could produce this, like I can do this. And I, so I asked her if she was down to, be open and with discussing it. if that was something that she would like to do. Yeah. Um, and I said yes. <laughs> she said yes to the trust. She said yes. yes. That's not a feminist thing. I don't know anymore. <laughs> um, uh, so that was the seed. Um, and then, like, I had some $6 microphones and yeah. a laptop and... Um, and then we recorded in my living room and then I, uh, pitched it to Farrell and they were like, yeah. And I was like, oh, what? Hell <laughs> yeah. Hey. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, and yeah, and there's no, like, we don't really have, uh, 
stru uh, structure or like uh, now this is this segment or right. whatever you know it's just like yeah we just we're just hanging hang out. out and talk mm -hmm. so we we have yet to name the <laughs> the diagnosis dun, dun, the big C. Oh. Let's talk about it. Mm -hmm. I I feel like I I feel like, and this is something I want to I want to talk about during our time together. Is like, I, like I feel anxious even bringing it up. I'm like looking at you, Danielle. Like mm -hmm. I feel anxious. Like there. Like I don't even. I've known you for like ten minutes, <laughs> but there's a lot of. It's scary. Mm -hmm. You, you have cancer. Yes. So I. Will you tell us about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for you. I'm like, does she want me to? Is she gonna say it? it? She's so anxious. <laughs> She's so much anxiety. Um. No, it's you shouldn't feel anxious. I mean, uh, I I was diagnosed with breast cancer uh, in February of this year. Uh, it's stage four metastatic. So what that means is that it is spread outside of my breasts, my lymph nodes. It presented in my liver, my bone. I can't even like. Where else, Tana? You're the one that knows more than I do. <laughs> Boob, limb, got it. bone, yeah, mm -hmm. sternum, mm -hmm. which is yeah, the bone. My bone. well, different parts of the bone, yeah. Um, and yeah, I've been dealing with that since February. Mm -hmm. um, but I have my amazing friends with me that have been very supportive throughout this entire journey, and I consider myself very blessed to have them in my life. My mom calls them my little angels. So, oh my <laughs> God. Violet, Violet. <laughs> She's I, so sweet. She's here now. Yeah. Taking care of Danielle. Are you, where, so where are you, so that was February, where are you now? Um, so we went through chemo. Uh, I went through like two different kinds of chemotherapy. And then I just finished my chemotherapy at the end of August. 25th. Yeah. Mm. Um, but Congratulations. I just. Congratulations. Yeah. 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 Um, I was actually in the hospital this weekend because oh. I had a really bad fever. My white blood cell count was really, really low. Um, and so they had me, they just wanted to keep me there until my white blood cells were back up. Like everybody had to wear masks around me. Mm. It was like a little bubble. Holy boy. crap. Yeah. Danielle. And I got out <laughs> yesterday. And oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, I was gangster crazy. Uh, but yeah, my mom's here too. And she extended her trip because... She was supposed to go back to Florida today, actually. Great Irma. Yeah, she wasn't going to go back <laughs> no. today. She, so she'll be here till the end of the week. Um, but yeah, and then I have my, I actually have a PET scan, which is like really detailed scan of your body, and it'll let us know if the chemo worked or not. Uh, and then get to follow up with my oncologist and have our fingers crossed. Yeah. yeah. Fingers and toes. Mm-hmm. But so you're yeah. in like deep anxiety stage. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I'm just like, oh. God. Yeah. <laughs> I have to do the scan and then I have to wait like a week until I see my doctor and for her to tell me. And I'm just like going nuts because I'm like, if this doesn't work, like I don't want to go through chemo again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least for a while. Like it was brutal. Um, and now I guess the next step would be just looking into alternative treatments and stuff but hopefully if everything did go well it would be on a hormone suppressant mm -hmm. estrogen is like what is feeding the cancer so they would put me on an estrogen blocker for the rest of well that only works for so long and then there's other things we have to do but that yeah. would be the next step 
When at one point in the process did you guys start the podcast? Wow. It was during when I was still on Taxol. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it took What's a, a minute. Taxol was the first kind of chemotherapy that they had me on. Um, and it's it didn't work, <laughs> essentially. Like, they set me up for, I think it was eight cycles. In each cycle, you get three treatments, and each treatment is weekly. So mm -hmm. each cycle is a month long. Um, and then after, was it two or four? I don't know. It was a couple months, then I had a PET scan to see the progress. And Three months. Yeah. And mm -hmm. then, um, unfortunately, that PET scan, I went in and got the results uh, from my oncologist, and she was saying that the chemo is not as aggressive as they wanted it to be. Um, some areas are showing up brighter, um, like areas of cancer in the scan. And so they put me on a more aggressive chemo regimen. Bones were good. The bones were good. Bones, bones maintained, yeah. Yeah, it didn't like but get the worse. The breast was glowing still, which means it was yeah. like more, it was active still, growing. It was still, yeah. Our fingers are crossed right now because Danielle's boob is squishy again. Oh, yeah. I mean. What? <laughs> yeah. Was it not squishy? It was, no, it was like a hard so mass. So did you find it from centimeter yeah. mass? Just, just feeling your boob. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the shower. Like, I mean, I would... Whenever I have my period or whatnot, mm -hmm. I would always, you know, do self-exams in the shower. And I just noticed that I had this, like, kind of mass that was not going away. And so when my health insurance kicked in, my job, um, I went to my doctor and then it just progressed from there. Ultrasound and then from the ultrasound, the, the mammogram. Mammogram, I, they had a biopsy. Mm. After the biopsy is when they told me that it was cancer. And then met with a surgeon and then had just like so many scans done before even Jesus. starting treatment. Mm -hmm. How, what was that length of time like? It was a whole month. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. What a terrible fucking like month. Forever. Yeah. yeah. And it then like we had to month. go and get a second opinion. Yeah. 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 yeah it so extended that, it a yeah. little bit. It's a lot of and anxiety. And changing yeah. doctors. Uh, yeah. And bit. when you just want to be like, all right, let's just start this. And mm -hmm. oh, just like, I know you're angry. Give her the drugs. She's like, just get biopsy now. Yeah. You know, inject, like, <laughs> scan, stop with the, stop with the ultrasound mammogram. Just stick that needle pen in her boob. And I mean, yeah. yeah Is that where it goes? Well, <laughs> I don't know anything. No, okay. It's so like a, oh, sorry. Core uh, sample. That, yeah. Oh, geez. Um, that was, that process was actually really fast. Like, the whole, like, I went to see the doctor, had the ultrasound scheduled that same day, the mammogram. Then, it, like, two days later, it was the biopsy. And then I think, like, two days after that, they gave me my results. Um, but the biopsy is uh, its pretty awful. Uh, it's the, called the core needle biopsy, and it looks like a, What did I describe it as? Like, you know the, what you use to, like, light the... The long the lighter? Long yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like to, to light to, like, a barbecue? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, like, it, the handle kind of looks like that, and then it's this long, hollow needle, uh -huh. and they, like, <gasps> yeah. <laughs> and then they go in. Right in your boob. Yeah, and they, mm. like, they go in, no. and it's guided with the ultrasound, and then they go in, and they, like, click, and then, it like, when they click it, it takes out. Oh, my God. A chunk. I know. And you can, I mean, it's, like, local anesthetic, so you don't really feel it. The lymph node biopsy was probably worse because it's like a really that uncomfortable skin area it's like very thin yeah, too it's there like right under your armpit they use yeah. the same instrument right yeah yep 
And oh. originally, the nurse who was like scheduling it for me, she was like, "Yeah, let's just take um, two to three samples." And I was like, oh, "Okay, no sweat, no problem." When I get there, they're like, they were like, "Okay, we're gonna take four samples from each site." And I was like, <laughs> "I was like, not what? what I was told." <laughs> I was like, "What?" Not mentally prepared. And then for that. she's cool. like, "And it's like a pen," and she's showing me her pen and it's clicking and like. I'm, like, imagining the instrument, like, to be, like, pen size, and it's this, like, big thing with this long needle, and I just, when I get scared, I sweat. I sweat through my whole gown. I sweat through, like, oh everything, and I was like, can we please stop, and can I have a glass of water, and they were just like, okay, we just need to get two more samples. Right. The room is sterile right now. We can't, like, step out to grab a cup for you, and I was just like, all right, if I pass out here, it's, it's your fault. I warned you, but yeah. Rude. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so that was a fun experience. <laughs> Not. It's okay. Yeah. I survived. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Um, by, by making the choice to, like, be public with this and do a podcast and all that um, amazing stuff that you're doing, um, do you ever fear, like, now you're going to be known in the podcast world as Cancer Girl and – are there, like, a lot of stereotypes about having cancer that you would love to, like, clear up and be like, that's not, that's not it. That's not how it goes. Um, I always, like, I started a blog, too, before we um, started podcasting. And I don't know if I, like, meant, I feel like I said it in my blog, like, I don't want this, like, disease to define me. But if I can, I mean, to me, the podcast is us just getting together and talking, and I find it's, like, a for me, it's an excuse to be with my girlfriends and, like, gab some more. And if it helps people and, like, people can relate to it or, you know, dry, get some strength from it that are going through the same thing, then even better. Um, and I love, like, getting feedback and when people reach out. Um, I don't want to be the cancer girl. I don't want people to feel sorry for me. Right. Um, and as far as stereotypes, I feel like – I don't know if I've necessarily – I mean, it's almost been – a year mm -hmm. but I can't I don't know that I have experienced any like I don't I'm trying to think because I did read your question earlier and I'm just like what can I because I haven't one thing that I haven't been so great at is reaching out within like the community of like survivors and people who are going through the same experience because I feel like people cope with things in their own different ways and I know that it's helpful to a lot of people to reach out people who have been through the same thing um so I don't know where I'm going with this now um I don't know if I I don't know of any stereotypes that I or anything that's like upset me personally yeah you haven't like had any like obnoxious questions that are offensive or no not really well I great mean, <laughs> that's great <laughs> I I don't think I have I think I, I complain to these two all the time about stuff that, like, <laughs> like if anybody ever says anything. It's mostly about your roommate. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, are we they going to see? Are they gonna we can cut that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay, cut that. <laughs> I feel like we've already talked about that. In our own podcast? Yeah. But, well, it hasn't, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know what you, you've mentioned before about, and you're just saying this right now, you know, you're like, I don't want f people to feel bad for me, which is, I totally get that. But it's also, like, admirable for you to say, you know, because it is a lot for you to go through and people want to help. But, yeah, knowing people need to know, like, how, if they've never been right. in this situation before, like, I haven't been as personally affected 
than I am now, you know? And, like, just knowing you and, like, being so close to you, I know, like, what you need or don't need. Um, and I think people maybe are shooting in the dark sometimes because they want to help, mm-hmm. but they don't yeah. necessarily know how. Like they're not very tactful or... Or not necessarily... Like, it's all coming from a good place. Um, but I think, yeah, I think a lot of people do know that it's a lot for you to deal with and it's a lot for you to to get calls and texts all the time where um, it's nice to have like the podcast they can address or your blog and that's the reason that you started it Um, or contacting us like your friends within your circle to see like what you do need or to get info from us rather than having to bog you down with it but you did mention like not wanting to like wear scarves necessarily outside or like you know you were always aware of a wig when you're wearing it and Mm -hmm. you don't want people to look at you and think like oh she's sick Mm -hmm. or something Mm -hmm. like that because I think there is something to that like where you you want to you want to feel healthy and and you are in a sense you know it's just this one aspect that is not so you you do want to feel like yourself yeah and your yeah. wig looks great with your little braided bun. Today. I know. So you're, you had, that's a wig? Yeah, yeah. girl. Um, yeah. I would not. Oh, I didn't know that. I was like, oh, because yeah. you have pictures online of shorter hair. And I was like, oh, that must have been a really long time ago. Her hair's grown out. It looks great. Oh, yeah. thanks. Well, it looks great. Well, there you go. <laughs> I, I was going to ask you, though, if you went through that moment where you were like, I'm going to shave my head yeah. because you were like seeing your self lose your hair and that was a if that was a conscious decision at some point that you made yeah I um I shaved I definitely shaved my head probably a month into chemo because my hair was cropped shorter thanks to one of our beautiful friends um she cut my hair for me because it was probably past my shoulders um but Amelia what up yeah yeah thanks (laughs) um sellers (laughs) (laughs) But still, like, whenever I was showering, I would be, not like fistfuls of hair, yeah. but more than should be coming out at any given time. So, and just because of the length, it was still, it was traumatic to kind of see, even though it wasn't like super long hair, you know, so I just, I did buzz it. And now it's like super patchy and I haven't buzzed it in a while. And I'm very self-conscious about it. Um but yeah, and then, like Tana was saying, like, I think the scar, like, wearing scarves is cool, but I just, it's always, like, I don't know, a very self-conscious thing that I'm just, like, if somebody see- sees me with a headscarf on, they're going to be like, why is she wearing a headscarf? She's sick, you know, so, mm. right. I don't know. If you want to be wear- rocking a turban, like, yeah. on your on your own, yeah. not because of, like, Yeah, mm, with, like, my hair cancer. coming out and, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. But then that's too many layers with the wig, so. yeah. Was it an empowering moment to make that choice to shave your head? Yeah, it was funny. I was walking to um, where Amelia works. It's like a couple blocks from my house. And because I had messaged her and I was like, okay, let's go a little bit shorter. And so she was like, okay. And then so I was debating on just going a little bit shorter, actually having her buzz my head. And as I was walking, um, I looked down and somebody, I guess, like when the cement was wet, they, you know, people, like, do tags or mm-hmm. whatever. And somebody was, like, wrote, like, Buzz, like, 2004. Mm-hmm. Whoa! I didn't know this. <laughs> That's really I cool. So I was like, all right, well, all I guess right. this is what I'm going to do. 
Yeah. That's why I did it. Did she it. feel it's kind nice. of badass for yeah. a little bit? She looked like, so, so badass. It looked cool when I had, like, a full head of hair. <laughs> so, she has really thick hair, yeah. too. So oh, it was, yeah. like, black. And my head yeah. is not shaped, like, oddly or anything. <gasps> yeah, it's a really nice That's, shape. I feel, like, the <laughs> big thing, right? Like, Just, do you have a weird, right. like, Were you C-section? Lump. Yeah. Did mm-hmm. we talk about this? Mm-hmm. We did oh, talk yes. about you have this. A perfect We're all C-sections. Head. We're all C-sections. Yeah. All from Florida. You all We're all born in June. C-sections. What? All Geminis. Weird. Oh, <laughs> oh damn it. Oh, fuck. Oh, but we're all June. All June. Oh, so. Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, all of this and like your podcast and even just like seeing the three of you here together, your friendship is really inspiring and deeply moving. It's really incredible we love each other yeah (laughs) we do we do and you've known each other for such a long time like how how have you managed to preserve this friendship for so long and has it changed since this traumatic event that happened i mean we've always been close and even without uh the traumatic well you know it's so weird because like even now it's like just say it. Is Heather. that me making like, it weird? Like no, as you're no, no, talking, no. like I was anxious it's to bring ne- it up, it's and like, it's because like I haven't. We all have this like hang up with saying like, uh, you know, Dan- with acknowledging that Danielle was diagnosed with cancer, and I, I look at her and I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, am I contributing to the <laughs> no. stigma by by being so angry? Like, and I like, shouldn't dance around it, right? Like, I don't, Danielle, does whatever, it annoy? Like, no, is it was whatever she's you're very comfortable with. And, like, like, but there's you then, like trying to make me feel more comfortable. Like, like it feels like you know, it's like one of those. I don't know. It's, it's. I mean, it not like it's it's. Whenever I hear it, it it still kind of stings. Mm-hmm. Um, but that and that's why, like, if you don't want to say the word cancer, it's a scary word, you know. Um, so it's like. I want you you being comfortable is me it makes me comfortable. I don't you know like so it's you know super cool then. <laughs> super comfortable. It's fine. Everything's fine. It's fine. fine. It's cool. But Everything's yeah. perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um but yeah, we've been especially because like we fi- like we went to college together and then we all happened to move to LA. I mean, Tan and I happened to move to LA for different reasons yeah. and then we just or like Danielle, everyone needs Get to come. Get over here! Get over yeah. here! Um, like in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Get over here. Anyway, um, <laughs> so yeah, because of just like being here and then and going through adulthood, we were already just getting closer and closer and closer. We were like, well, I didn't even know we could get any closer. <laughs> <laughs> well, and having well, each we other did. because we, yeah. uh, our families in Florida. Yeah, all of our right. families. All like I don't families. have family out here, and uh-uh. um. Just along with that, just having like a support system. Yeah. So we all need that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. So I don't even think, I don't think it made us closer. Like we just got, we're just close. Well, yeah. You I know? Th- and it we w- do, like, I feel like your family, like, yeah. The crew from Florida, like, we're, we're just, like, I'm so comfortable with you guys and, like, you know. Yeah. You know what it has done? It's, it has made me make even more time for us to hang out yes when you thought we couldn't hang out anywhere (laughs) just weekends isn't enough we're (laughs) gonna get dinner too and i'm not gonna work today yeah (laughs) Yeah. finding what's Um, important in life and prioritizing that instead of prioritizing what you think is i mean yeah chores have their place, <laughs> laundry. Yeah, like you um, have to clean a dish at some point. Yeah, but yeah. 
Yeah. But not Or today. you can throw it away. And... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not saying I've done it, but maybe I <laughs> It wasn't salvageable. Right? <laughs> it happens. <laughs> There's no going back from here. I've done it. <laughs> I'm sorry. There was so much moldy food on yeah, it. Yeah, it's just gross. You have to throw it. Yeah, that's yeah. it. It's done. Out of there. So I have a question, Danielle. This cancer came from your boob. Mm-hmm. Boobs are awesome. Did it change your relationship to your body? Like what? I, I'm wondering, like what your relationship to your boobs was like before, and how it's may have changed since. Yeah. Um, it's. I mean, it's hard. Like it's hard to deal with your body just like kind of betraying you in that sense and then especially um the aspect of your body that makes you feel like a woman Mm -hmm. too uh I definitely have been going through and I say going through because I still am right now um just like body issues um not necessarily just like with my boobs, but also, like, the change that chemo has done to my body, the change that turning 30 has done to my body, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> the change from going to a very active job to a desk job is done, and so all of that, uh, it, like, I used to feel very self-confident and feel like probably we all did in our 20s, and now just <coughs> with this on top of it, find myself, like, my clothes don't fit me anymore, so I've had to buy new clothes, but I don't want to go shopping because I don't like the way anything fits me anymore. Um, dealing with stuff like that. Uh, when the mask was hard, the boobs were shaped, like, differently, too, so I was, like, always wanting, like, to wear not tight clothes mm-hmm. and things like that, too. Um, well, luckily, the shift dress has <laughs> been in fashion. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Asymmetry is in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but still. So, sure. yeah, I mean, definitely dealing with that. And, but also just being like thinking, sorry, my nose is runny. Uh, just that I have to be grateful that I'm alive, though. You know, I can't focus so much on, I don't look like what I looked like when I was 20 years old, you know, type of thing. Mm-hmm. I can't be like vain in that sense. Uh, to be thankful and if I want to change my body I can I can just exercise some more and you know meh <laughs> right <laughs> yeah, nah. meh. it's so crazy because she's so good looking yeah you're <laughs> like, <laughs> well as we were like prepping for this we were like these ladies are all really hot as we mentioned we Facebook stalked you and we were like wait, like, a, minute. wait a minute we're having three models on three our babies. <laughs> Hot babes. You say this to everyone that comes on. No. I mean, not that I'm biased being from Florida or anything, but like ladies from Miami Dade County are just straight up beautiful. So. Um, we're all beautiful. I mean, FSU and UF, I went to UF, like not to start the rivalry, but like FSU, FSU and UF. But if you add us together, we have more ladies appearing in Playboy than any other colleges in America. Yeah. Amen, Florida. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Florida's doing something right. <laughs> Finally. Breeding beautiful ladies. <laughs> um, I, Danielle, I have no idea about your your relationship status, but as you were talking about how 
your body has changed and entering your 30s, et cetera. Like, are you single? Like, have you dated through this process? Did you have a boyfriend through this process? Like, what has that been or like? Or girlfriend. Or no. girlfriends, yeah. No, no boyfriends. Um, all by myself. Uh, but not really, because I have these girls. I was going to uh, say, I've passed out of your house plenty of times. Um, and I think I, like, I went on, like, one or two dates at the very beginning, and it was just, I, it was... It was, it's too much for me. Like, I can't, like, how could you start a relationship with, like, while you're going through something like this? I couldn't, I don't know, I didn't want to put that on anybody, and, like, I feel like I would just freak someone out completely and entirely. But how would you feel? Do you want... I would be freaked out completely. That's why, like, yeah. I, you know? Um, but, yeah, I just, no, nothing, I'm single. Ready to mm -hmm. mingle. Does well, not quite ready to mingle. <laughs> <laughs> Does chemo affect your sex drive? Pro I probably. Yeah. I yeah. <laughs> Just curious. I, I mean, I haven't been sad about being single this entire time. Uh, right. So, yeah. Right. It does. I'm thinking now to, like, the nurse sitting there and telling me all the side effects. Everything. Yeah, that's like, not sexy. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine. But. Yeah. But I think it's, yeah, it's so draining on your body and like how much you've had to just rest and be in bed mm -hmm. it's like could you even think about that what is it like can you can you explain what it was like physically um well the first chemotherapy that I was on the Taxol I it wasn't that bad like I didn't get any I didn't have any nausea um I would, was tired for a couple days but then I'd be okay could go back to work I was working part I'm and working part-time um but then the uh the second um drugs that they put me on it was it it's adromycin and cetoxin and uh that knocked me out for a week so basically i would go to chemo even before like during chemo they would give me like very very heavy nausea meds do they like is it is it like an iv mm -hmm. got it yeah and I would get heavy nausea meds like day of and then be put on medication for like the following four days. And it was, it's just so bad from like that, my chemo day was Friday. So from Friday to probably the following Wednesday, I just would have to be laying down in bed. I couldn't sit up because I was so nauseous and I, it was, it was awful. And on yeah. top of that, my AC didn't work the last time. So. No, oh and it was like way. 100 degrees. Oh, it was when we had the most miserable yeah. summer. Yeah. Um, so, and my mom's just like going nuts, like calling the <laughs> landlord, like, my daughter's sick. She can't be in this heat. And uh, taking but, care of business. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, it's like a, a week of like just being in bed and then just also the frustration of being in bed and not being able to do anything, too. Mm -hmm. I'm like, why? I want to be a productive. As an avid prostitute, she I couldn't know. even cross. I couldn't. I couldn't what? even look at my. I couldn't sit up. As a third really? party, like seeing her transition from Taxol to this Red Devil, as they Pink call devil. it, Pink Devil. Because um, one of the drugs is t it's it's the pink. first one, which is adromycin. What's the red one? Adromycin is two large syringes um, that they inject into the IV. They have to administer it manually, manually instead of like doing the drip. Yeah. Because, because why? Because it's like so intense that they have to just be. Well, on they have top to make sure it. that they're in a vein. Uh, like there's a good like blood like 
they're constantly they're like checking the blood the return. Um, also, like, my I'm like one of the only people apparently. Like the nurse was saying she'd never seen her. <laughs> Sorry, they do improv next door, and it is always happens at like door? the wildest moments. <laughs> yeah, it happens in intense moments in right. our podcast. Yeah. Always, yeah. it's yeah. like somebody's like crying, and next door That's they're right. like. Ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what I was saying. Oh, <laughs> uh, I had I would have like a flares, like my all my my arm would turn like red mm. and like it would get itchy. But they have to make sure that like, it's in the vein because if it's not like in your vein, it goes into your skin. It might like kill your skin cells or something. I don't know. Is it is really intense drug? And I'm just like, and you're putting and this in my really bloodstream. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Jesus. And then that's followed by an IV drip. Just a toxin. Just a toxin. But yeah, because it is a toxin to mm-hmm. kill the disease. It kills a, everything. Yeah, but it kills more than that. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. 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 this, with the pink devil, she had to do a heart test because it can be very uh, stressful on your heart. So being a young, healthy female, it's you're in a better position that way. But Yeah, it's the weird, like, it's unfortunate to get cancer at such a young age but also because you're young your body is strong enough to withstand the the chemotherapy yeah i was telling my mom like i wouldn't wish chemo on my worst enemy really it's just like well that chemo not even your worst enemy i mean not even your middle school is your worst enemy (laughs) (laughs) she didn't have one i know (laughs) maybe heather's high school bully oh yeah (laughs) we won't name names so, but seeing the transition, like from the taxol to this pink devil, we speak about chemo day and like how that's our time to just like hang out, not worry about all the other shit in the world because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's terrible, and just enjoy each other and just do things that we enjoy and things that we may not have done before, like finding time to just go to brunch and then go to a museum and go Museums. shopping and. You know, things that you kind of push to the wayside, but you then you find that they are really important to do and to just spend time with your friends. Things but that the city of L.A. Uh, have to offer that you normally take for granted yeah, and put off. There's so much out there. Yeah. What's one d- of the most memorable things that you've done in on a chemo day? <laughs> the 14th factor is pretty memorable. Yeah, <laughs> that was memorable. But even without the my house getting right. broken in two, well, it was a big day. It was a big day. It was a big day. But that was like, the day before we recorded our first episode that's right yeah you talk about it on your first episode yeah. it was three m- okay right They're all memorable. with the new chemo i was gonna say are you no able more chemo to day. yeah yeah so we definitely day. saw that because we tried to do it that first time mm-hmm. and then uh, you could definitely see like the energy draining out of danielle and she's like you guys <laughs> i gotta go <laughs> i'm home. tapped out and then you know being in mm-hmm. bed for much longer yeah, and I, visiting her a few days after even she was just like just aching and yeah, I it was hard. It I, like remember you. when you guys, the day that Farrell was like, that's right, that's what it was. No, it came like over. oh yeah, we want to you know produce your podcast and um, they came over and it was just it was like hard to even like sit up and talk to them. Yeah, I so know. and and I felt bad. I'm just like oh, no. my friends are here and I want to hang out with them, but I'm just like I can't. She's like know that I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> she was like, yeah. with like the saddest look on my face. Oh my I god! Like, I'm excited. <gasps> this is so exciting, uh, guys. <laughs> was it? Were you able to sleep, or was it kind of a sleepless? I 
I could sleep. The like I was on a lot of like the nausea medication. Yeah. I didn't surprisingly I didn't throw up once. Like Whoa. yeah. That's some really good nausea meds it had me on. Um Do we want to talk a little yeah, more about the symptoms that. of the I was gonna meds? say Yeah. Doctor my doctor oh. put it very eloquently. She's like it's really good nausea medicine. It keeps everything in. She's like, but it oh, plugs everything shit. in on the other side, too. Oh, but it keeps everything no in. Because I was complaining no to shit. her about not being able to go to the bathroom. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, so then if there it's not one thing, it's another. Supplements for that. Yeah. Some laxatives and stool softeners and just all that fun stuff. Tables full of Milk of Metamucil. Metamucil. Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> What is that? I don't know. I hate that it's called a milk. Yeah, <laughs> that's really gross. Yeah. yeah, it's don't drink it. It's nasty. Mm-mm. But you're done with chemo now. Yeah. So you're feeling better. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I well, aside from having to be in the hospital this past weekend because I had a fever, uh, yeah, my energy is slowly coming back to me. Probably. A month or so before I'm 100%. Um, and yeah, we'll see where it goes from there. So I just want to talk a little bit about that hospital visit because it was scary. Yeah. Um, she The one last weekend? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just checking. The, <laughs> the only one. <laughs> well, what do you mean the only one? Well, well like in well, the, yeah, the yeah, hospital, hospital, hospital. She okay, has okay. her own room. True. She had to that wear was, masks. That was like, <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah, I didn't like wearing the mask. That's nobody liked wearing. It's really hard to breathe. Like sucks to your face. Masks are scary. Everybody that would come in was just constantly fidgeting, and I'd be like looking at them, like bothering you, huh? Sorry. (laughs) No, no, not (laughs) even like that. It just like it seems just makes it intense. Yeah, that's what it is. It's visually scary. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like this means someone's really sick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Even though in the city of Beijing they wear them every day just to go outside, but yeah. (laughs) Well, when I went to the to go to I had a fever when I woke up on Thursday morning Mm -hmm. and then I was monitoring it and it went down a little bit and then it went back up called um the doctor one of the nurses was like you need to go to the emergency room and I was like oh man I don't want to go to the ER I'm gonna wait forever and I was just like (laughs) like I'm just I don't like nobody (laughs) likes waiting I like to be vocal about it um (laughs) And so we get there. <laughs> I'm like, she doesn't like waiting. I don't like waiting. You're so like sweet I'm... and like adorable in person. I kind of want to see you like flip out on a line. You're like at Disneyland. You're like, get me on this fucking Peter Pan line, or I'm gonna, I'm gonna oh. punch a kid in the face. Um, she definitely. Ugh, so, ugh. Are you serious? <laughs> I do. Um, okay. No. <laughs> Um, but you didn't have to wait. No, the second I got there, I checked in. They got me a wheelchair, and I got a little freaked out because they were like sepsis alert, and I'm just like, I'm septic. I'm like, oh my gosh, what's happening? That was, and I was do like, not Google that. No, that's <laughs> yeah. a, I, my mom's a nurse. I know enough to know that that's a very scary word. Yeah, it's, it was it's terrifying. Septic. So I was at work and like googling. No, <laughs> I was just like, stop. <laughs> It's like what is like you're you have an infection, infection in like, the blood, mm-hmm. and it causes blood clots and can also cause organ failure. Like yeah. it can, it can it happen, happen very fast. It Sorry, can kill you really fast, right? Yes. Like really fast. Yeah, because yeah. it can progress really yeah. fast. Well, those were the words that they used, and I was just how like, fun. <laughs> yeah, and oh, she wrote you. this like <laughs> in our group chat, like sepsis alert, and I was like, 
does uh Mm-mm. does this mean well that's so. what they said but they put me in a room and like within half an hour they had like taken blood they did the cultures the doctor came in let me know everything that was happening um urine tests yeah chest x-ray there was a little toilet in the room that popped out from underneath one of the sinks. What? Like the cabinet <laughs> pulled out, Excuse right? me? Because <laughs> they came in and they were just like, okay, well, your white blood cell count is very, very low, so you're, you're neutropenic is what it's called. Oh. Um, and they're like, we can't, everybody has to wear masks around you, so we need to get a urine sample, don't want you to leave the room. And the nurse just turns around and goes, there's a toilet right here, and she like pops it out from underneath What was the, the noise cabinet. that came out of your mouth when I was you like, saw that? Oh, oh, that's so cool. Like, I was like, what? <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> She's like, yeah. I was like, Whoa. you really impressed me with that toilet <laughs> underneath that sink. Made my day. I know. <laughs> Made this hospital visit worth it. It's like it. Pee-wee's Playhouse or something. <laughs> it was so, I, I that, that tickled me. So <laughs> were you going to say something about the, the hospital, hospital though? So the urine was cleared. Um, chest x-rays were clear. But they said that it's common in chemo patients to get fevers, obviously because your white blood cell counts low, but they said it could be your body reacting to the bacteria in your stomach. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, To where you're good. so sensitive, yeah. Because you always have like bacteria in your stomach helping you digest and stuff, but like the blood cells are so, like your white blood cells are so low that they can't even fight against those. This is going to be a dumb question. So the white blood cells, one of the blood cells freak, like cells go crazy with cancer. It's too many of something cells, right? Oh, yes. And that's yes. how they know. And that's how they know oh, like that the you markers, have cancer. the tumor markers? Right? Like, right. that I don't know. Isn't I cancer an acceleration of cell growth? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I don't know which But I think cells, maybe then the, the white blood cells. Is that white? And then so they want to kill all the white blood cells? Oh, boy. Um, well, I thought we it was. Okay, Angela. boy. I'm going to Google it. Don't. Uh, <laughs> yes, Google it, but. I, was in, I got the cancer. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we still know? What I would imagine is. the white blood cell count would be higher because that's what's fighting. But I think it, it's right? low because of the chemo. It's the chemo that the chemo. Well, yeah, but I'm talking about before you even start chemo. Oh, that like when there's cancer present in a body. That your white blood your cell white blood count would be high. Right. Fight it. Right. Like it's trying to fight an infection. I don't. Um, um, we're googling okay, it. I'm googling it. <laughs> cell growth and division. While we do that, another question. Um, so why do you guys think, like, in America in general, we're, like, bad about talking about this stuff? Like, Angela had incredible anxiety. I have less anxiety about it because one of my best friends from high school uh, just went through breast cancer oh. and, like, contacted all of us, and some of us went to visit, and she was, like, super vocal about it on Facebook because I think it really helped her by being able to, like mm-hmm. – She's a very analytical person, and she would post almost every day about what she was going through. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, why do you think, like, overall, especially, like, when we're young, like, we're, like, we're not going to, we're just going to, like, not talk about this, and yeah. everything's going to be fine. Like, yeah. why? <laughs> and that's, because it is so Because it's scary. Because we're terrifying. Scared. Yeah. That's why. And you want to believe nothing bad is ever going to happen. You're young. You know, even just, again, turning 30. Y'all, I'm 31. Um, and just having body aches now like I messed up my hip like three two three years ago and it hasn't like healed you know and then you start realizing your age and you start realizing just become time is passing and you're getting older which means your parents are getting older and uh, just the realization of all of that um becoming inc- increasingly aware of your own mortality yeah is a every day thing. we're dying well, <laughs> a little I, bit more also I think it's because sick sickness isn't attractive and just in our culture 
we want to talk about beautiful things and great things that are happening and um being sick isn't you know or having a disease isn't something that people that are yeah i don't think people feel comfortable with it and it's not something that they want to think about they want to be positive and everything yeah but that's why like oh i worked from i had to sit in rush hour traffic and i'm home and i don't want to think about yeah these things that are bigger than me or I mean I'm sure everyone's own reasons are yeah but it is important to talk about and that's why I'm happy that Heather had this idea about the podcast and and then having this open communication and now knowing that you had a really good friend going through that how is she she is really good (laughs) okay she made some really hard choices which I'm assuming you're you're about to face mm-hmm. of like what to do when it was done to hopefully never have it come back. And she made some like incredibly difficult choices mm-hmm. of what to do with her body, which I can't yeah. even imagine facing. But um, she's been cancer free for a year, oh my so she's Woo. doing really yeah. good. Awesome. Jenny Lobosh, she's amazing. Yay. Jenny, good job, Jenny. Yeah, yeah, you're a strong woman. Yeah, yeah, girl. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. just hearing about and people was, coming yeah. up to me like friends of mine. Um, cause I'll post here and there on like my social media and just like, cause it is obviously something I really care about and, um, op- opening up a conversation. And so like a friend of mine came up to me and she said, my best friend is also going through the same thing. And, um, this is what happened with her. And I also have it in my family. So it urged me to get genetic testing She's like, I don't know why. That was just like a wake-up call to be like, why was I waiting? Why? Like, you know, because it is scary, and you put it off. Just like, you know, I put off this weird feeling I have in my, you know, lower back or something, because you don't want it to be something bigger than what is manageable. So, um, but I think it is important to talk about it and to get the word out there. I, I had a mammogram just to do it mm-hmm. <laughs> because why not mm-hmm. why not didn't you have a didn't you have to give any like an excuse yes you know so they wouldn't like just give you a mammogram you have to get a referral but in order to get a referral you have to have a reason you know and, and I don't have history in my family but I I told the doctor about Danielle um and I was like you know maybe this is a bump but I don't know but it m- scares the living shit out of me when I feel anything abnormal or maybe it is normal and I don't even know it, but now my mind is in this reality of the situation because it is reality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not until you are personally affected. So I I told my doctor that and she's like, I'll schedule your referral for the ultrasound and maybe a mammogram, but usually when you're younger, you just get the ultrasound because <laughs> your breast tissue is so dense. It's so also the radiation from the mammogram that they don't want to expose you to when oh. you're so young. Fine, well, fine. I was about to get all radiation. mad. Be like, <laughs> but no, it is. We're looking and out for your health too. <laughs> I thank my doctor because she's like, so you've been having some breast pain, and I'm like, no. And she's like, but you've been having some breast pain. <laughs> 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 I was like, like yes, 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 yes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> my left breast. Yep. Yeah. Just write that down. So yeah, but just why not like check totally. and be aware of your family history and get genetic testing because my friend that did. She showed negative for that. Um, so, you know, she's like, that's not going to stop me from doing self-tests, from getting a mammogram, but it's just good to know. And it's yeah. good to know where you are on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. And with so much mystery surrounding the female body 
all of the time. It's like whatever steps we can take to like take charge of our own health feels kind of revolutionary. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The genetic testing, I mean, it doesn't, it, I got it done after my diagnosis and it doesn't help so much after you're diagnosed with it, but her mother had breast cancer. Oh, wow. Which is kind of why she was so adamant about touching your breast every period and everything like that. Um, So genetic testing, though, if you do have a history in your family, I strongly urge you to get genetic testing um, because then it'll let you know if you hit the... And the genetic counselor will go over everything with you. But you can take precautions. Like if you're more susceptible to getting breast cancer, you can take Mm -hmm. different precautions, too, to make sure that you don't, you know, develop breast cancer in the future um but there are definitely something and there are different types of genes that cause breast cancer like for like they found they were like this you have this gene Mm -hmm. and you so you have the breast cancer that feeds off of estrogen Mm -hmm. so i don't know i mean Mm, if you know that if you get the genetic testing and then you know what kind of gene you may have then you can take even more precautions. Yeah. Maybe. And apparently yeah. it's not as simple as red or white blood cells, but they're cells that I guess don't identify like regular cells. They like multiply, but they don't, they're not as specialized as other cells in my very brief uh, <laughs> internet. In the blood? In or the blood for some, yeah. Because I know that the doctor <laughs> talked about tumor markers in my blood. Yeah, yeah, that's some things that are coming up. Um, but. Sorry, clam bake <laughs> listeners. Uh, I, I don't know. Doctors. We're not doctors. <laughs> yeah, we're not. Touch I, your boobs. Touch them. I'm like, I have like very cursory knowledge of all this too, but I do think like cancers are like very different, which is like why it's so difficult to treat. Mm-hmm. And like for different people, they react differently and all kinds of crazy stuff. That's so fascinating <laughs> to me that your mom is a breast cancer survivor and she's here with you going through all of this with you. Yeah. She didn't, her... Breast cancer wasn't as severe as mine. It was only in her right breast, and she had a lumpectomy, which is they just remove part of her breast. So, um, and she didn't have to go through chemo, thankfully. She just had to do some radiation. Um, and it was when I was, I think it was like 10 years old. So it wasn't, you're at that age where you're like, you, you don't, at least myself, I didn't realize how, like, great i kind of got an idea of how grave the situation was but it wasn't like oh wow like this is serious um but yeah and and now she's like she's always been very adamant to me about touching my boobs and you know feeling myself up and knowing what they feel like so that if ever there is anything that is you know wrong that can go to the doctor right away uh i think like a month before i actually had gone to the doctor she was telling me Oh, like next year or yeah, because mm-hmm. when, when she was telling two. me, yeah, she was telling me that the, her doctor told her that when I was 32 that I needed to start getting my mammograms done. So 10 years to, before she yeah. was diagnosed. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Which, my mom is here. Just get checked. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially if you have a family history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very important to be aware. Yeah. So what are some positive things that people can do that are like legitimately helpful to somebody going through cancer? Um, legitimately helpful. I, I like, I mean, I love when people reach out to me and just um, ask how I'm doing and, you know, 
give advice, even though sometimes like you're just like, I got like so much advice from so many people um, because I could tell that they just genuinely cared. People just like taking that I haven't spoken to in years, taking the time to, you know, send a message. We had this one like beautiful email from oh my god, what's wrong? From a like a a listener in the podcast, all the way from England, and she like yeah, and it was just like just things like that that I'm just like okay, people are rooting for me, so you know that gives that gives me strength. That makes me like all right, we're gonna I'm gonna fight. Like you know, um, gives you drive. Yeah, must fight for them. Yes, Mm -hmm. that's awesome. Um, but yeah, I know that some, like, there were a lot of, you know, friends and acquaintances, not a lot, but there were, like, a handful of people who were, like, and I think still haven't reached out to say anything because, you know, they're, I can just, they're, like, nervous or afraid, and it's that same thing. They just don't want to, they don't know what to say, and they, it's, like, keep calm and carry on, and then on top of that, the more time goes by, then it's, like, now I didn't say anything. Yeah, now so I didn't say, asshole now didn't say anything. Yeah. Yeah. So now I, yeah, it just makes it. My friend worse. asked for postcards and wigs. She asked for both <laughs> mm. things. She was like, will you send me a wig and will you send me postcards for like the whole time that I'm going through um, chemotherapy? And, postcards. Yeah. yeah. And she wore like, for her, her thing was like she wore all the wigs. She wore just like crazy That's ones. Amazing. Do you know how many she Simple has? ones. I, I don't know how many she ended up with, but I think she had a lot because she like, tried them all throughout her time but like she said for her like getting the postcards was like i feel like i can get through this yeah because she had this postcard chain going on yeah danielle loves postcards (laughs) you do yeah Uh, speaking of there are still ways to help danielle right now right yeah yeah, will you guys tell us about them (laughs) well there's her you caring fund that her mom set up um which yeah, that is a definite. What ways can you help? Well, you know, <laughs> donating to the You Caring Fund for Danielle would be great, especially after this last hospital mm-hmm. visit that took a large, unexpected, large, unexpe- unexpected chunk with emergency room costs and having to stay the whole weekend. Mm-hmm. So that's like multiple nights. It's a lot. Um, and we're going to link to that on like the show notes. So check it out, please, listener. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah. 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 And send a postcard. <laughs> send your love. Her address is. And <laughs> subscribe <laughs> to the podcast and listen. Um, do you have a release schedule or do you just kind of oh, do it yeah. as you do it? Oh. Um, yeah, we release new episodes every Tuesday. So next episode will be up tomorrow. Oh, oh amazing. Yeah. yeah. Well, this sucks on Feral Audio or wherever you get your podcast. Oh, that was so professional. We she need like to went learn into how robot to say mode. Yeah, that was wow. good. That was good. <laughs> We're like super not concise. We're like, um, you can like, and we'll you put your phone it. and then you press this thing. <laughs> they were good at making us repeat it for the promo. <laughs> like, just make sure you Making say you this. repeat it because Danielle and I are like, Heather, my shy guys, my shy guys. Um, But yeah, the podcast has been very cathartic for us yeah you know and it is nice to hear that uh people and like hang out because it just feels like a hangout Mm -hmm. like we're just hanging out and it's a nice excuse to be like to turn our regular hanging out into 
I don't know. Art. Into <laughs> art. Into something, something more productive. Yeah, channel this pain into something productive. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And I, one of my goals for it uh, was just that, like, you know, the more the the more people it reaches and, like, the more love, mm-hmm. the more postcards, the more emails, the more, you know, just the the more people rooting for Danielle, you know, you can call it. It says I think it's in the same line of thinking of like why people pray and like mm-hmm. masses, you know, more people praying for Danielle, sending their vibes for Danielle, sending whatever crystals, crystals. <gasps> I love crystals. Hell yeah, <laughs> I love crystals too. <laughs> House of intuition, baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. There's something to be said for energy and strength yeah, and that, numbers and that. definitely, definitely. Um, and then you never know if like someone's like my. My mom is the leading researcher in in breast in Danielle's exact breast cancer. This is Heather's dream. Heather's waving her <laughs> finger. Yeah, you're, you're all of a sudden right are from now. the 1940s. And I like <laughs> it. <laughs> Turns out my mother is the leading <laughs> doctor in Danielle's boob. I have the cure. Get over here. We'll fly her to Texas. Get over here. I don't know why Texas. I feel like Texas has a lot of cancer research mm-hmm. facilities for some they reason. Do. They, yeah, they do. Houston right? has like the number yeah. one. Yeah, MD Houston. Anderson. I We're like going to Houston. Yeah. <laughs> well, we have a lot of young teenage ladies that listen. So I'll say teenage ladies, you smarty pantses, go to medical school, <laughs> please, and get research in. Yeah. yeah. This was amazing, ladies. It was so nice to have you guys here and have an open, frank discussion. And thank you for being so open with us. And this was awesome. Thank you. Thanks Thanks for having us. I was super excited when Heather was like, do you want to do this? Is it too late? And I'm like, no, let's do it. I I want to go. And then the hospital visit, and it was like, should we reschedule? I can't believe you're here, quite (laughs) frankly. I know. I know. Fucking fighters, I didn't do anything all day. Did you get to watch any good Netflix while you were in chemo coma or no? Uh, no. No, couldn't. Well, I tried to find yeah. some yeah. silver lining and it was not there. <laughs> history Channel. What do you mean? Oh, wait, you in the hospital? At the, oh, in the hospital? Oh, they just had cable the in the animal hospital. Channel. Oh. oh, Animal Channel. Sorry. Which Food Network. They were not playing animal shows. I know. It was oh. weird. What's going on there? <laughs> it was entertaining. If they want to write to you guys, what's the best place to write you? Well, this sucks podcast at gmail.com. Boy, that's our email, right? That's our email, right? <laughs> I'm like looking at Heather, like, no, you know it. Uh, unfortunately, better handles were already taken. Um, so it's just the whole thing, the whole word. I'm checking your website to see if it's on there. <laughs> I know, me too. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it is. Okay. Well, this sucks podcast at gmail.com awesome spelled correctly send all the vibes send all the emails yes please and there's also twitter a lot of people have been reaching out through twitter wts the podcast they are not cohesive our usernames for the because they were taken (laughs) and then instagram is wts podcast so you can follow you right now (laughs) follow up we'll follow back i've already followed sweet i feel like i already (laughs) followed too love it amazing 
Thanks for listening, Clams, as always. Yeah, thanks yeah, so much. Thank you. I mean, throw some money to Danielle. Yes, throw some please. money to cancer research. Yes. Uh, don't be afraid of saying the big C word. Let's fucking talk about it. Clams, yeah. you're the best. Touch big your boobs. C, clams, touch cancer. your boobs. Touch your boobs. <laughs> touch your boobs. <laughs> I'm touching them right now. Me too. Let's all touch our boobs. Touch boobs. <laughs> Until next time. Thanks, Clams. Bye bye. Bye. Clam. Welcome to the clam bake. It's the opposite of a sausage fest. Just a couple of vaginas talking. What's a creative podcast network?